at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the 49ers versus Atlanta Falcons game preview show. Alex, we've got a lot to get into, whether it's the key matchups the 49ers need to win to win this football game, or while that's bold, crazy predictions, we get really bold about what the 49ers might do in this game, and then lock it up where we make the picks. Will the 49ers beat Atlanta, and how will the other NFC West teams do? Not to mention one special matchup with huge playoff implications that we're going to pick. Absolutely, and it's exciting. It's a chalk-filled episode with lots of fun conversations, interesting predictions, and and always the boldness. We bring it here on this podcast each and every week, each and every game preview show. Let's get into this thing. Hit the graphic. And and let's start with something very important here to discuss with this Atlanta Falcons team. This is a football team that has been treading water all season long. They haven't been playing terrible consistently. They haven't been playing great consistently. They've been doing just enough to get by and stay relative and competitive in the NFC. Uh, they're sitting at six and seven. I mean, they're, they're a team that is not out of the playoff picture at all whatsoever. And a lot of it, Ant. Almost, ooh, almost all of it, Ant. Most beautiful face, by the way. Thank almost you. all of it has been Cordero Patterson's emergence in this offense. You know, 500 yards plus rushing, 500 plus yards receiving, 1,000 total yards of offense for him. He's really been the engine that's kept things turning with Calvin Ridley's departure and focusing on mental health and Kyle Pitts still trying to figure out how he's going to be an effective player and piece in the system and how they're going to utilize him as well. Yeah, I think that this offense has kind of went through a transition period um, you knew that was going to happen, especially when you lose a player like Julio Jones. Um, Ridley is also gone. So you have two of your big pieces that are missing. Um, so you need to find an identity. And you you have this big-time player in Kyle Pitts who you draft, and you expect him to turn into one of the most dominant forces in the NFL. However, um, with all rookies, it takes time for them to be able to make an impact. And he's one of those guys that's learning on the job. Um, it's a man under construction, and he's going to have a lot of work to do. And the 49ers are going to have to, though, keep an eye on wherever he is because his size and stature – uh, makes him one of the most formidable opponents that they're going to see all year. And when you have weaknesses in the secondary, um, like the 49ers have had, especially with injuries to Jason Brett and Emmanuel Mosley, you're going to have to figure it out real quick. And the 49ers are going to have to scheme themselves the ability to take him away. Um, and you know what? We break down film in the Know Your Opponent segment where we see how the Atlanta Falcons plan to attack um, when they don't really look at Pitts' way. True. Um, so there's going to be opportunity for Pitts in this football game the 49ers might have the natural guys to take it away. We do have an eraser in the secondary and one Jimmy Ward. Um, so, yeah, you bring up a good point. I think the 49ers are going to be ready for what Cordero Patterson adds to this offense Agreed because they there. see it every single day in Debo Samuel. Um, they're going to be ready for what Kyle Pitts adds to this offense because they see it every single day in what George Kittle adds to this offense. They see it at practice all the time. They know what to do. They know how to handle it, and they have the guys that can possibly do it. Will it be easy? Absolutely not. It's not going to be easy. This is a tough team. They're playing right there, and they know that they're one game away. They win this game against the 49ers. They shoot themselves into the playoffs, possibly knock the 49ers out of the playoffs. It is a big football game, and one the 49ers must win. 
and there's going to be a lot of cool matchups that we get to talk about along the way. 100%. There's there's matchups galore everywhere, and, and the 49ers' defense is going to have to set the tone in this football game. Not because the Niners' offense can't do it, but because Atlanta Falcons, the only time that they've had success and have consistently won football games this year, is scoring over 24 points. When they score over 24 points on the season, Ant, uh, they are just above 500 in terms of their win losses. All of their wins have been in that scenario. They don't win football games when they don't put up points. Their defense has not been able to get them off the field and keep teams under. So defensively, right, for the 49ers, it comes down to being able to do the things necessary to get after things. And one of those things is something you already talked about, and it's my defensive key matchup. It's Kyle Pitts against these 49ers DBs, the Pitts of Despair. And one might be thinking to themselves, why would it be Kyle Pitts against DBs? Wouldn't it be Kyle Pitts against Jimmy Ward or Kyle Pitts against linebackers? Ah, not so fast. Kyle Pitts isn't really a tight end. He's sort of a wideout. They line him up out wide. He splits out all the time. He did this a lot of college at the University of Florida. Kyle Pitts is a very different tight end. Um, He is more in, in the kind of Travis Kelsey mold of pass catcher route runner than he is actual tight end. Um, there are times where he is in line and, and blocking and is a blocking threat and utilizes a blocker, but those times aren't prevalent and they're not often him being run at. Um, he's not the best, most sound blocker. Now, does he have the ability and the capability to run block effectively and efficiently? Of course he does. He's a pro athlete. He's a high-level draft pick for a reason. He was one of the best players in college football for a reason. So yes, he'll have moments. But those moments are not every snap. Those moments aren't 50, 60% of snaps. It is less often that he's an impactful blocker. So if you're the 49ers and he's lined up in line a lot, number one, that's a good thing for you uh, because he's going to be trying to block and set the edge against Nick Bosa, who gets to choose sides. He gets to pick. I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of Nick Bosa going, oh, Pitts is in line over here. I think I'm coming from this side this time, guys. Uh, let's have Kyle Pitts up against Nick Bosa more often than not. And in all honesty, and I think you would agree with me on this too. If Sanson Ebicom is the guy lined up against him, I feel very good about that matchup as well. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see Pitt staying in the block. Um, they're going to have to put him out there in space and try to create with him. And they're going to try to take advantage of the mismatches that he can present to the secondary, uh, especially with the fact that we are going to be with a corner that is not Emmanuel Mosley. Accurate. Um, and who, you know, whoever that is, they're going to have to go out there and they're going to have to take Pitts away. And they're going to be obviously getting help from a safety. They're going to get obviously getting help from a linebacker underneath. Whatever it is, they're going to make sure that they give focus and help. Um, but he's going to have to prove that he can win. And he's going to have to prove that he can win consistently. And D'Amico Ryans, all he has to do is scheme it up. All he has to do is continue to fool Matt Ryan. And one of the ways to fool Matt Ryan is when you got a guy like Kyle Shanahan um, that understands what Matt Ryan can do. Um, so you know the weapons that Atlanta has. You know what they want to do. The real pickle for Atlanta is the fact that they want to be able to run the football. Um, and running the football would mean you would think get the 49ers in a base 4-3 set where Marcel Harris has to play that, that third linebacker spot, and you think you have an advantage there. The problem is, is putting uh, Pitts at the inline position doesn't afford you that opportunity. And because Pitts isn't that big of a dynamic threat as a run blocker, you can actually sit in the nickel if you're the 49ers and feel pretty good about K1 Williams, the shark, uh, being able to help you in run fits, which means they won't have play action opportunities to catch the 49ers off guard and get Marcel Harris and uh, Aziz Alshair in bad situations where they can't cover. So I think that is a big matchup going into this game. However, my key matchup does involve Matt Ryan, and that is Matt Ryan against this 49ers pass rush. Um, this 49ers pass rush needs to get after him. He's not as mobile as he used to be. In fact, he's very stationary in the pocket. They want to get after him. They want to get him on the move. He's not as accurate when he gets outside the pocket. This isn't what we talked about with Joe Burrow, 
where if Joe Burrow gets outside the pocket, he can hurt you down the field, um, i.e. Jamar Chase, uh, touchdown <laughs> in the back of the end zone. That is not what you're going to get from Matt Ryan. So you want to get after him early and often. You want to create pressure. You want to create uncertainty. You want to make him feel uncomfortable. If you can do that, you have an opportunity for him to make mistakes. And I know your opponent, you're going to get a very good glimpse of him you know, potentially causing opportunities for the defense um, to create mistakes. Those are there. Uh, will Matt Ryan be play a clean game? Absolutely not. He will not. There will be mistakes in this football game. The 49ers need to capitalize, but it's going to start from the front. Nick Bosa, like you talked about earlier, gets to choose where he wants to go. The way that they've been uh, putting these defensive linemen on the inside that are more athletic, more versatile, and being able to use stunts and getting them upfield with these over the you know arm over moves, um, it's going to be hard for Atlanta Falcons to stop the 49ers defensive pass rush. This Atlanta offensive line is not one of the best. They're one of the bottom 10 teams in the NFL as far as offensive pass blocking. 49ers are going to be able to get after. They're going to be able to get after early and often. And I look for them to co- completely collapse this pocket on Matt Ryan. Can he beat you with his arm? Absolutely. Is he still a very skilled player? Yes, he is. But when you know what his weaknesses are, like Kyle Shanahan does, and when you know that this defensive line can get after this offensive line because it's just not that good, you stop the run on early downs, and you're able to pin your ears back and go after this guy on third and long, you will present a lot of problems for Matt Ryan. Tons of problems for Matt Ryan, and that's where a lot of the keys start. He's making life difficult for him. Um, one of those things is taking away his primary reads, his go-to guys. Oh, yeah. And then the other aspect of it is just having the right schemes, blitzes, and, and situations dialed up so you have him guessing, not wanting to get rid of the football quick. Because what we see, what have we seen consistently from the 49ers? If, the, if teams can get the ball out quick, they have success. They're able to move the ball, especially when they dial it up and block it correctly, and they're able to get a little smokescreen action, little quick hitters underneath, some timing routes and concepts. You get yourself in third and shorts, third and mediums. Teams tend to have more success against the Niners' defense. But if you can't hit those things, you don't have those things dialed up, the Niners are taking those things away early in football games, teams can get out of rhythm. And Matt Ryan has showed this year he he will get out of rhythm, and he will get out of rhythm quick. Um, you know, Cordero Patterson isn't a guy that's in either one of our key matchups per se, but I think it's because you and I both know that the Niners are going to scheme up a way to take him away, take him out of the football game, make his impact not felt as much, and maybe make him be more of a pass catcher than a runner. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's all going to come down to how this front seven plays against the run. Accurate. If they can take away this run without having to dedicate any other offensive player, I mean, any other defensive player to the box, um, then they're going to, that's a formula for success against this Atlanta Falcons team. Mm-hmm. That means Jimmy <clears throat> Ward and Jaquiski Tart can give help on Kyle Pitts. Um, they can give help on whoever's, you know, covering opposite of Josh Norman and even to Josh Norman in situations. Accurate. Um, just like they did against the Bengals. They were able to protect those guys for most of the football game. If they are able to do that in this game and still stop the run, then they're they're in a, in a good position to win this football game. I think that they can stop Cordell Patterson. He's not as good of a runner as some others. He doesn't have the vision even of Debo Samuel. He doesn't have the vision of Elijah Mitchell. And if you get this guy going horizontally to the sideline, you can stretch it out. And with the speed of Aziz Alshair, Fred Warner, and Marcel Harris, they can run these guys down. The game for Atlanta is getting outside. It's not straight ahead running. Cordell Patterson will do it. He will go straight ahead. He's just not as efficient at it. I think the 49ers can get after him. They can stop him with the front seven. And once they do, that'll put him in prime position to take away this passing game. Agreed. And then get off the field and get your offense on the field in which now you got to operate and you execute. And you can't make mistakes. You just can't do it. Jimmy has got to dial in and continue to, to harness what we saw last week against the Bengals. Minus the almost pick from Bates. But there's a reason why it's an almost pick, Ant. You have to make the plays. 
Um, Jimmy got a nice break from Mr. Bates and then went and capitalized on it. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has done that. He's the type of guy that when he makes an error, he typically bounces back in a big way. So the Falcons, if Jimmy makes an error, you need to capitalize on it and come away with it because if you don't, Jimmy will make you pay. He is known for that. He's notorious for that. I mean, we saw it all 2019. Throw a pick, the next drive, nine yards down the field, touchdown, five yards, five plays, touchdown, just picking apart defenses. When Jimmy's in rhythm and pressure and, and pressure is mounting, he operates at a very, very high level. Um, the run game has helped him a lot with that. Last week, not a lot of a run game. This week, still some question marks in terms of whether or not you're going to have your full plethora of runners. Is this another week, Ant, where you foresee the 49ers maybe having to utilize the pass early to soften things up for the run game to get going? It could be. I mean, it, it all depends on how these linebackers are reacting to play, you know, play action or the run game. Absolutely. Um, I think you're going to get early on in this game, you'll either get a play action in the first two plays or a run play. Um, I think one of those two things are going to determine how exactly these linebackers are coming up, and then you're going to be able to determine what you want to do after that. Question for you. Yeah. Over under 75% chance that the 49ers run a toss in the first play. I'm going to say under. Okay. Um, I, I think that the way that the Falcons run the defense, I don't think you start the game off with a toss. I think that's kind of just really expected at this point from Kyle Shanahan. Um, if you're going to run a toss action, I think you want to boot out. I wouldn't be surprised if the first play of the game doesn't involve Debo Samuel in the backfield with some sort of a play action off what he does. Yeah. I think if right now the, all the looks have been to give Debo Samuel the ball. Give, give, and this give. time you actually run a play action and get the ball to George Kittle or Brandon Ayuk and let them roll. Um, I don't know if that will be the first play. That's how I would attack it, um, especially after watching the way the linebackers attack the run against the, the teams that we've seen. They sell out, yeah. and they ha they're going to have to sell to stop the 49ers because the 49ers run game is that good, uh, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. But it could give the 49ers some opportunities for sure. Uh, These first five plays of the game are going to be interesting and in how Kyle Shanahan and Mike McDaniel plan to scheme it up not only so they can see what Atlanta is planning to do defensively, um, but what they can do to counteract that afterwards. And how many times they put Jimmy Garoppolo under center and how many times they put him in shotgun. Because he obviously operates better as a passer in the shotgun. That last drive of the game, the, the overtime drive, he goes 6 of 6. Uh, it's a fantastic drive and he executes at a high level all from shotgun. So I think there are, oh, I'm sorry, the, I think the last one actually was a play action where he, he it was out. a play action under yeah. under center, but that was the last one in which you've already moved the ball down the right. field. He um, just looks more yeah. comfortable when he's in the shotgun compared to under center, which is a far cry from what I saw in 2019, where it seemed to me that he was always comfortable under center. Correct, and was less comfortable under yeah. shotgun. So he's definitely made some improvements in that category. Um, you know, I, I think this is a very this is a very interesting week because there are a lot of opportunities because you've put a lot of things down on film the last five six weeks of your identity and who you are. And there's a lot of opportunities to build off of that. And despite not having Elijah Mitchell last week, the 49ers still, every single, almost every guy who carried the ball last week was four yards of carry average. Yeah. Whether it was Ayuk off of a broken reverse pass, getting four yards, Debo Samuel rushing for 4.8 yards of carry, or Jeff Wilson Jr. doing it. I mean, you, you whoever was touching the football for the 49ers was chunking out about four to almost five yards a carry. Um, that's That's a big deal. That's a huge deal if you're the 49ers. Because if you want to take the brunt and the load off of Elijah Mitchell, having those guys who can gash like that consistently, whether it's Debo, Jeff Wilson, um, Ryan Hill has to get involved, whoever it ends up being, George Kittle at times, uh, these are opportunities to, to keep teams softened up and also utilizing motion to your advantage, right? Using that window dressing, getting guys going, revealing coverage, but getting linebackers to flow and play. The, you know, when we, go, when we go in, get into the All-22 film, you're going to see it a lot. 
a motion that gets those linebackers moving a certain direction. The play action looks from the Panthers, get these guys sucked up in space, and it opens up that middle of the field behind between safety, safety and linebackers who start pretty deep for the most part. I mean, they were starting deep. Now, granted, there was a lot of shotgun, a lot of spread looks from, from the Panthers and a lot of multiple wide receiver sets. But still, if you're the 49ers, you can get yourself into those situations, and you can get those yourself into those situations with guys like Kyle Juszczyk on the field as well. So maybe putting them in their base 4-3, motioning out into a look to get them really spaced out, and then attacking from there. Yeah, you could. I, I think there's going to be opportunities to attack the middle of the field, and that's why my key matchup in this game is the Yak Bros against the secondary of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, because I think that this is an opportunity for the Yak Bros to go crazy. We've seen these guys step up. Each of them have had their moments, whether it was um, Debo Samuel early in the season carrying the load. Um, George Kittle's been coming on recently. Or Brandon Ayuk making big plays when they're asked of him. I mean, when he gets the ball on third down, he makes the catch. That's just the way it is. He's taking Kendrick Bourne's role to another level. Um, he's exciting to watch, and he's getting more and more explosive and winning on one-on-ones. I think that this is the evolution of the Yak brothers. Now they're going to take the next step as a unit. This group is going to be absolutely unstoppable in this football game. Because I believe that this linebacker group is going to have to dedicate so much time and energy to try to stop the run that they are going to give a lot of room in the middle of the field. And this Yak Brothers group is going to take advantage. Um, whether that is George Kittle or Brandon Yuk or Debo Samuel, you can't take them all away. And the Atlanta Falcons don't have the secondary to do that. Um, they have young guys. They have guys that are inexperienced. And they have guys that just frankly aren't as good as some of the, the more talented players that the 49ers have played, um, especially even against Cincinnati. They were just a, a better roster that Cincinnati had than Atlanta Falcons. Um, so I think that, it, yes, you have to establish a run. You have to keep those linebackers willing to step up. But I think that the 49ers are going to be able to scheme it up to get these guys the ball. And I won't be surprised if they don't all have big games. And I'm excited about the direction we're headed because Debo is going to be one week healthier. Um, and this might be the week Debo needs to step up with George Kittle dealing with a little bit of excessive soreness with his knee. 100%. Ant. 100%. Uh, Debo sitting at 1,000-plus yards receiving, but hasn't really had more than a couple catches in the last two games that he's played. Um, George Kittle has now catapulted himself into the 750 receiving yard range, and Brandon Ayuk is sitting comfortably in the high 500s as well. So you have three guys who are getting dangerously close to 1,000 yards. Um, this could be a week where all three of them go off, but in order to accomplish that, at you have to make sure the pocket is clean for Jimmy Garoppolo. And while the Atlanta Falcons may not have a bunch of names, they do have one name. And one name that is very, very good, especially in the pass, uh, at rushing the passer and getting after quarterbacks, and that is Grady Jarrett. And that's why Danielson has to wax on and wax off Grady Jarrett all over this football field. Look, Daniel Brunskill has shown when you present a challenge to him, like an actual legitimate high-level all-pro type of talent, that he can he can step up. And Grady Jarrett is by no means a scrub on the interior. This is one of the premier kind of up-and-coming guys as a pass rusher in this league. Grady Jarrett has consistently this season been the guy wreaking the most amount of havoc, whether it was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, against Tom Brady, um, or even earlier in the season for, for the Atlanta Falcons. He has kept them in games. He kept Jalen Hurts guessing in, in early in the football season. I know it was a loss, but he had him running around and scrambling around, and it wasn't until the Philadelphia Eagles got their run game going that Grady Jarrett kind of his impact kind of went away because he wasn't able to just get after quarterbacks. That's the nice thing about the 49ers run game. It kind of takes that D line right and makes them slow down just a little bit. And that takes away some of their advantages. Uh, but Daniel Brunskill, the right side of the line has been a question mark all season long. Daniel Brunskill has been one of the biggest question marks on that right side. He's going to have himself one heck of a challenge this week if he can buckle down and 
and tap into that inner Aaron Donald stopper for Grady Jarrett for, for four quarters, ideally, but if not four quarters, three and a half solid quarters, then the 49ers offense should really have no issues being able to get going, and it's going to force Atlanta to have to manufacture pressure, start bringing guys down, and once you do that, you create those one-on-one matchups, you create those opportunities for Jimmy Garoppolo to pre-diagnose, pre-snap right, where the blitz is coming from, where, who's coming where, and let's get this ball out to one of our yak bros in space and let them go make plays. Of all the matchups, this scares me the most um, because Daniel Brunskill's, uh, he really struggles anchoring down. Um, the part of the reason he has success against Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald's not the biggest guy. Yeah, he's tremendously strong, but when you're dealing with leverage and that sort of thing, um, when you see bigger, huge guys go against Daniel Brunskill, that's where you see him you know, struggle. Uh, he can't reset, he can't reestablish himself, and he gets drove back into the quarterback. Um, that scares me about Grady Jarrett. The good news is they don't have a lot of great pass rushers on this football team. So because they don't, you can dedicate Alex Mack, Tom Compton, Kyle Juszczyk, one of these running backs to come up and help you know Daniel Brunskill in time. You can move the pocket, move him around, um, throw the ball out, and make him run horizontally. All kinds of different ways to attack him. In the run game, you can set up traps. You can let him come up field, use his aggressiveness against him, and you'll completely take him out of plays. But I think there are avenues and areas where they can attack him. But this is a definite key matchup in this game. And if Daniel Brunskill is able to hold his own, and for any reason he's able to handle Grady Jarrett um, and only give up maybe like one sack, but able to handle him the rest of the football game, the 49ers will, will glowingly win this game. Like it will be a nice win for the Niners. Um, but that is a, a definite tough matchup for him. It's a tough matchup for anyone. But Daniel Brunskill, the fact that he struggles to anchor and, and take on these bigger guys is going to be something consistently that we have to worry about for the rest of the season. A hundred percent. Because, I mean, the Falcons have themselves one extremely talented piece there in Grady Jarrett, but there's a lot of teams in the NFC that have much, say, bolstered pass rushes on the interior, including a Tampa Bay team that's got Vita Vea on the interior and some other big Indomitian guys. Too. Oh, God. I mean, that that is a not the greatest situation if you're the 49ers thinking about that long term, but this is an opportunity for Daniel Brunskill to show his worth and maybe make you feel a little bit better about those potential matchups later on in the season if they present themselves. But you can't get too far ahead of yourself. you got to focus on this Atlanta team right now. you got to take advantage of the weaknesses in the secondary. You have to take advantage of the weaknesses with the linebacking core and some of the undisciplined play that you see from Atlanta defensively with trying to take too much away or stretching themselves too thin. Um, or really, their front getting dominated sometimes in the run. Um, you know, the Carolina Panthers last week had a lot of success getting up to second level, washing guys through, and creating a lot of big run lanes for Chubba Hubbard. And he was able to get some things going and do some things for their, their run game. Um, Cam also helped with the, the mobility aspect and the threat there of running, which you don't have necessarily with Jimmy Garoppolo. But Kyle Shanahan is very creative in terms of how he gets this run game going. The pieces that he has, and um, that formation with Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel in the backfield, where you just don't know which way the 49ers are going to run, even though 95% of the time they're running to the loaded, heavy side of the line. Um, the 49ers can do some very interesting things with their formations, their personnel groupings, to really keep Atlanta on their toes, not really knowing what it is the 49ers want to do or who, right? Who is the guy here that is going to be getting the football and then using motion and window dressing to reveal coverage, show what their intentions are, show their hand, and then 49ers being able to take advantage of those things. We have seen Kyle Shanahan run some plays and do things early in football games that just don't make a lot of sense sometimes until you get to that second, third quarter of the game where he unleashes the same formation and actually takes advantage of the thing that he wanted to take advantage of, right? Showing something, showing something, showing something, getting a team to reveal their hand, reveal their hand, reveal their hand, show your tendency, what's your game plan, what are you trying to take away? All right, let's counter it. 
bring it back in, get you flowing a direction, get you your eyes going one way, and then boom, we're going to hit you coming across from a direction you didn't see coming. He was fully expecting those plays to work. Uh, uh, he was. Not. He's, he's not he just was. running a throwaway play to set up something else later. Um, he's expecting it to work, and it's not working. And then so he knows he's got something in the back of his mind that he can come back to you later. But every single play you call, you're expecting it to work. Um, to what level, you know, it, it depends on what you're looking for sometimes and how you're approaching it. Sometimes it's a big play. Sometimes it's just a couple of yards. Yeah. So you, every, but every play has a certain designation that you're expecting it to be successful. Um, sometimes those set up other plays and other situations. <clears throat> and it also reveals how the defense is going to play. You, you brought that up. That is a, that is 100% accurate. Um, that is why the script started from, from Bill Walsh and those type of guys. They would run certain things, uh, you know, motions. Um, formation changes, everything to see exactly how a defense is going to play it. That way you can go out and attack. That's why the script used to be 10, 15, you know, depending on who you who you like to do. I used to do 10. Um, it would allow me to see certain things and how I would attack other people. A lot of times those 10 plays were, you know, plays that I wanted to execute because I knew they were going to work against that defense and I wanted to get us rolling in a positive manner. But styles make fights. And in this football game, there is a real problem with this Atlanta secondary compared to this 49ers passing game. Um, the 49ers weapons, the Yak brothers that they have, are going to be a formidable team. And I didn't even mention Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings has been a nice up-and-coming, you know, um, star the last couple of weeks. He's been making some pivotal, tough catches. You can continue that trend, and you can make this somewhat of a four-headed monster where you know you can count on him to convert on third um, and short. You know, in those situations, they're going to be virtually impossible to guard and stop. So this is going to be nice. We're going to see how this offense continues to role and if they can take advantage of this young secondary i think they can and if they do um they have a, a good you know good chance to not only come away with a win but to put even more distance between them and everyone else in the playoff hunt it's huge this week it really is you could hold the you could hold a tiebreaker over every major team that is still left competing with six wins uh, yeah six wins and um, if for the, some reason the eagles knock off the washington football team um, you're, you, you're gold. You literally own a, a victory over every team that is right there that could take your playoff spot. hundred percent. So you're putting yourselves in a extremely great situation. Um, the 49ers have to get that done. It is vital that they get that done. And it starts with this game and, um, and one way that it could happen, right? One way that we could walk away with that big, huge victory that, uh, has us all enjoying the game at half and not really worried about a whole heck of a lot as if our Wild That's Bold predictions come true, let's get into this cutback crew. It's time for Wild That's Bold. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, Ant. Really it's, bold, whoa. It's bold time, super really wild bold. Um, that was not bold. That was just silly. Uh, but look, offensively, 49ers been showing that they can score 30 plus points a game they've been showing <clears throat> they can drive down the field when they need to yep take care of business Been showing a lot of things consistently though we haven't shown is that we can keep jimmy upright all game long four quarters completely clean not getting touched not this sunday and jimmy garoppolo is going to throw over 30 passes and get sacked Zero times, Ant. Not a single wow. sack given yeah, up by this O-line. It is really bold. <laughs> Daniel Brunskill, I am counting on you. Tom Compton, I am counting on you. Make it so. Uh, that's not just bold. That's super bold. Um, yeah. Did I just win the Super Bowl of boldness? Uh, you won the Super Bowl, yes. Okay. Um, that, that was tremendous. 
Um, mine is going to involve a key matchup that I have, which was the Yak Bros. Um, I think that they're going to go off in this game. I see the potential for them to have a big game against this Atlanta defense for Jimmy Garoppolo to, you know, throw the football consistently. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me that your while that's bold is also involving Jimmy. Uh, but mine is that the Yak Bros are going to combine for over 300 yards and three touchdowns in this football game against the Atlanta Falcons. Yes. Please. Do it. I want it. I want all of it. Oh, it's happening. I want it. I want all of it. I want yeah. all of it as many times as the rest of the season. Every game. Because if that happens, I mean, if that happens this week, you're talking about a, a God, the Tennessee Titans are we're going to be kicking themselves. That? That's what we have to worry about? Mm-hmm. Coming up? I mean, I... Please, just just please let that happen. That is absolutely incredible. I can't even wrap around my my head around that. It's something that we talked about early in the season, right? Like leading up to the year, this offense with all the weapons and the pieces. Just if you're able to get yourself going and things clicking and rolling, and Raheem Mostert's getting things going with the run game, right? That's what the thought the talk was, and the thought was is that you just you can't. Well, how are you going to slow this offense down? You you don't know on any given play what you're going to do, how you're going to utilize someone because you can use all all of them in the run game. You can use all of them in the pass game. It's it's just there's too much. There's too much to account for. If the Niners are able to get this rolling this week and Kyle's able to get this offense rolling that hot, I mean, look out, everybody. Look out, everybody. And it's going to take so much pressure off the defense in the secondary. Ooh, Ant. Wreck everyone, everyone and leave. leave. I what, love it. That's what they're about to do. I love it, Ant. I, I yeah. want it. I want all of it. But defensively, how can the 49ers defense help out that offense? What's your wild that's bold defensively? Uh, my wild that's bold is is also based around my key matchup, shockingly. Oh, man. Um, it's, it's amazing. When you study study a team, it kind of... It's a theme. It, it is a theme. Uh, and I, I think that this week, it's it's going to be bad for Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan is going to go out there. I think he's going to have moments that he makes some plays and he shines. Um, but this 49ers defensive pass rush is going to get after him in a big way. I see the 49ers pass rush getting five sacks in this football game. This is going to be the new trend. I think it's going to be an upwards of four to five sacks a game as they continue to just bury the hatchet and bury these teams. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Matt Ryan struggle against a very, very athletic defensive front. Yeah, extremely athletic defensive front. And it's it's really weird. I feel like our, our bold predictions and key matchups all fed off each other. Yeah. It's like we watched the same film and got the same vibes and feelings from it. And Shocking. Fuzzies and warmness inside because my you, defense... You had me until you said fuzzies. Okay, well. Some people, it's it's warm fuzzies, and yeah. other people, apparently, it's not that. So, I would say I apologize, but I don't. Um, look, <laughs> 49ers. Not surprised. I'm not surprised either. Uh, the 49ers defense needs to to get after Matt Ryan in a big way. I, absolutely, um, and I agree with you. I think they're going to. And well, I, I don't know about the five sack number. Oh, it's happening. I would I would want to go more personally. Um, I do know one oh, thing. More personally. I would, I would want to go wow. more personally. Okay. I, I, hey, I'm in Super Bowl mode. Aunt. I guess so. Uh, the 49ers. If they're able to get after Matt Ryan that much, that means the run game's not going very well. They're pitting their ears back. They're getting a lot of hits and pressures on Matt Ryan. And and I see a situation where Matt Ryan could potentially throw for less than 175 yards. So that's my bold prediction. Matt Ryan will throw for under 175 yards. And while I don't want to say a bunch of picks and things of that nature, I'll give you this bold prediction, folks. You're going to get not one but two peanut punches this week from Josh Norman and two forced fumbles. So there you go. There Norman's you go. coming through. He's punching his way uh, to the playoffs in the four years. To, the, to the history book as well. Yeah, and to, yeah, he'd be the Niners' all-time leader if that happens. Forced fumbles. Um, and he would punch it probably a ticket for the four years to the playoffs because with a win, over 90% chance they make the playoffs this season. 
But Far Cry from uh, October, November. Accurate. <laughs> Far Cry from October and November. Also a Far Cry from 2020. Yeah. I mean, talk about talk about crazy. And and, and speaking of crazy, we got to lock it up. And you, uh, you, you trying to say that Azorian one's crazy? Well, listen, he, you know, he decided to call me out, and he's just better than me, apparently. Um, Steve's the Azorian one. I hate to break it to you, my guy. What happened? You finished three and one, just like everybody else. Oh wait. One person didn't finish three and one. One person went undefeated again well, for the second time this also season. Also, horse didn't finish three and one. Oh, that's right. He had two, two losses. Two. Yeah, he went two and two. Yikes! Horse went from literally top of the mountain to down really quick. Yeah. My goodness. Well, Steve's newsflash: the Azorian one newsflash. Uh, you're not better than me. You don't know it, and I am now finally all alone at the top. Ant, I'm all alone. There's no one here beside me. And I'm excited about uh, being the current, current leader in Lock It Up. Oh, you are all alone. Um, you can in, you can enjoy your little little enjoyment by yourself for now. There's still a lot of season left, man. A lot of games. You see this face? It's not worried. It's concerned. So concerned. It's not. Con I, I know that's not your concerned face. I've seen your concerned face. Yep. That's not it. I'm definitely not concerned. No, you're you were being sarcastic. Hundred percent. I don't yes. appreciate that at all. You need to take me seriously. I'm all about the serious. Are you? No, I'm the really. champion. So I'm you are. Really you're the defending it. champion. Yeah. You're not the current leader. But you're I the don't champion. have to be the leader. I still no. have the belt. You still do currently have the belt. That yeah. is that is accurate. That is accurate. Cutback crew. I won during a COVID season, by the way. Where there was more uncertainty than ever. More uncertainty than ever. I'm going to put an asterisk next to your uh, your lead already. Wow, an asterisk next to my. You don't get to put an asterisk next to. Like I think that, I won in the most difficult season there ever was. Unpredictable. Well, I don't know. This has been a pretty unpredictable football season. Really? Did Did you have to worry about the COVID? I mean, the Rams do. Uh, <laughs> there's a vaccine now, Alex. There is a vaccine, and, and yet, despite I, I that, they're... I trying to quantify that yours is important, but it's really not. I feel like mine's pretty, pretty important. I already pretty won special. at the peak, and I'm already standing on top of the mountain with the belt. Um, they champion. Oh, okay. Is, is you were the first ever. I mean, I, I'll give you credit for being the first ever I'm Lock It Up champion. Oh, might as well be the only one. <laughs> you'll, be only, you'll be the only COVID season Lock It Up champion yeah, ever. Yeah, there'll probably never be another There'll never like be that. another anything yeah. like this ever again. Yeah. It'll never happen. Yeah, you didn't go undefeated, so I'm going to pop my cork, you know. Okay, fair. Stuff. Fair enough. Fair enough, Ant. Uh, but listen, I am still the leader in the clubhouse, all alone, by myself. Let's tune in and you check are. in on the Azorian one, Ant. Yeah. And see how he's feeling and, and what his picks are this week. Enjoy yourself by yourself. I'm going to enjoy myself by myself. Hey, Andy. You know what? You need to lock it up and cut back, crew. It's time to lock it up. back how are you <laughs> listen uh you know what had a tough time last weekend you know i went uh i went three and one you know i was uh i was almost almost four and oh if it wasn't for that monday night game and uh like to extend to alex uh for for hitting four and oh this weekend yeah yeah you hit four and oh this last weekend, uh, be good for you, man. Congratulations. Yeah, no, uh, you know, no, no sour grapes <laughs> with my fun little <laughs> promo for for comedy's sake that I cut last time. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, don't let's not let's not talk about what uh, 
what happened earlier. I was, why, why, why would you bring that up now? I don't, there's no, there's no need for that. It's, it's, it's the holiday season. Uh, I'm, I'm wishing a great congratulations to Alex going 4-0. I, you know, I, that's all we need to, what do you mean the camera was on earlier? This, this camera was on during setup. It wasn't recording though, it was, it was recording. It was recording. So you saw, listen, it just, you know, that stays here. And uh, you know, it's, the cutback doesn't need to know anything about, you know, what, what you're gonna show them right now. Why, why would you do that? What, there's no, no need for transparency. I, I, yes, sometimes I have a temper, but there's no need to show, why are you pressing that button? I was so close, so close to being 4-0. I went 3-0 for the weekend, 3-0, and, and then came Monday night, and it, it could have been 4-0, but, but I chose the Cardinals, and, and the Cardinals, Cardinals lost. And you know, you know who didn't choose the Cardinals? That was Alex. Alex chose the Rams, and he got 4-0. He got 4-0 for the weekend, not me. I went 3-1, Sally. I went 3-1. Alex went 4-0. He, he went 4-0. So, so now, so now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend this pillow. This pillow right here, I'm gonna pretend this is Alex. The Alex, Alex, and me choosing the Cardinals. That's what this pillow is. That's what this pillow is. That's what this pillow is. That's what that pillow is. Okay, so maybe I was a little upset about, you know, being that close to being 4-0 again and Alex getting it. You know, there was, there was no need to show. See, you can upset my dog. Anyways, now that that's out of the bag, let's uh, go over my picks. For this week, week 15, in the NFC West, once again, with one extra game in there. See? That's her, that, see? That's her upset, because you had to go and show everything. It's okay, Sally. I, it's Sally, it's okay. I know, Papa, Papa was upset. It's just, you know, it happens when Cardinals lose, when you really need them to win. Anyways, uh, my picks this week. First off, going with the Eagles over Washington. I'm taking the Cardinals over the Lions. Taking the Rams over the Seahawks. And I'm taking the Niners over the Falcons. Again, uh, apologies for my attitude earlier and uh, congratulations, Alex. 
for getting 4-0. I am very happy for you. And picking the Rams over the Cardinals. Back to you, Quebec. Time for Lock It Up. Lock it up, baby. I'm pumped. I'm pumped, Ant. You tried to rain on my parade, like... Oh, it's rain. A few minutes ago. It's, it's not rain. It's rain. It's salt. It's tears. Your tears are delicious. My tears? Yeah. Maybe it's the Cutback Cruise tears. I'm, I'm definitely not. Maybe it's I'm not feeling any type of way about it, this. It might just be a Steve's tear, to be honest. He cut that promo last week and got me all fired up. He's still within striking distance. Oh, I'm aware. Oh, I'm aware. Yeah, one slip up and he's got you. Very true, Ant. One slip up. Um, and there are some tough ones this week. Oh, there, there is. Are, yeah. There are some hundred percent tough games this week to call. And you just saw what a Steve's had to say and, and who he's going with. So now let's kind of dive into this ourselves. And let's start first and foremost with this this Eagles team. This Eagles Washington matchup, this non-NFC West game, the special game of the week, I guess to call it with huge playoff implications for the That's 49ers. Why, yeah. Huge. I mean, you know, either one of these teams. You know, if, if the Washington football team gets a win and, and stays in striking distance of the 49ers, they are always a game away from being able to jump the 49ers just because of the, not necessarily tiebreaker over the 49ers, but the wins in the NFC that they have, that the Niners don't necessarily have as many of right now. Um, so, Steve's going with the Eagles. Ant, what are you going with? The worst situation for the 49ers this week would be to lose to the Falcons and then have the football team beat the Eagles. Um, those are that's a situation that pushes you out of the playoffs. Um, that's not what you want. Your perfect situation is to beat the Falcons and then for the Eagles to beat the football team. Um, this is a game I actually kind of agonized over picking. Uh, they're very well matched against each other, but you have a lot of questions on both sides of the ball. Uh, it's going to come down to can the Eagles run the football against the Washington football team? And if they can run the football, then Jalen Hurts can be successful with what he does. Uh, you got some injuries on the Washington football team. You got Taylor Henneke with the injury. Um, you've got uh, also McLaurin up in the air. You know, is he going to be playing? He was in concussion protocol. Don't have good experiences with concussion protocol um, with a guy being able to get injured on Sunday and come back for the game. I think there's just too many questions on the Washington football team side. Um, they don't have the formidable pass rush they had. They still have a good one, but it's not as formidable as it was. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Eagles in this football game, uh, 23 to 19. That's a good score, Ant. That's a solid score, actually. I, I really like that score. Um, the Zorian one agreed with you. Cutback crew, 59%. So talk about tight. It was it was tight yeah, for the cutback that, crew as well. Yeah. Um, Horst sticking with his team. He's not backing down from this Washington football team, man. He refuses to back down. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he's he's taking his shot. You know, he's taking a chance. Let's see if it works out for him. Um, if not, he'll be bringing up the rear. Um of, of all by his lonesome of, of lock it up next week so That's, we'll see we'll see how that goes it's very accurate and, and this is another one uh you and i both agonized in fact you you said it was like picking between diarrhea or poop yeah no matter what it's poop you don't want to have to pick either one of these teams um i'm not a big fan of what the eagles have done i i, I have been a big fan of them their shift to the run game and, and running the football and utilizing it however this washington football team has had a very stout run defense they have. Um, and so this doesn't necessarily play well for your quarterback who has only really had success when the run game has able, been able to get going. So this is one of those games where I'm not comfortable at all picking the team that I pick, no matter who it is. But I'm going to roll with the Eagles at home. I think they have enough of an advantage at home. Um, but I don't think this is going to be pretty. I think you're going to get something along the lines of a 21-17 to 17 game that's been about right in the wheelhouse for the Washington football team in all of their games the last few weeks. 
Yeah, I think when it came down to it, I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to be the eternal optimist and go with the thing that would be best for the 49ers. Kind of the same as well. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the same as well. That's all uh, you can do. Listen, the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals had themselves a bad week last week. Um, it was one of those games watching it where I was like, yes and no at the same time, because yes, I picked the Rams and lock it up, but no, please beat the Rams and put us within a game, you know, because if you beat the Rams at the end of the season again and you're a game back or a game away from the Rams, then you finish tied and you have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So it's like, please do that. Uh, but also at the same time, let me get the lead overall and lock it up. The The Rams did enough. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals got the onside kick and had a chance and weren't able to finish out. And now they're looking to bounce back off of a, of a tough loss. And it's the Detroit Lions in Detroit with a 10 o'clock start. It's an early game going across the country. That's not always the best thing in the world for a team. Um, the Azorian one going with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not surprised with that. Ant, are you sticking with Arizona or does Dan Campbell's Lions, who finally got their first win, are they going to start playing some of the most inspired football you've ever seen and find a way to topple one of the best teams in the NFL? Um, they play inspired football, and this is not as clear-cut as people might think. It is difficult for a team like Arizona, who's going to be without DeAndre Hopkins, to go across the country and play an early window game at 10 a.m., and Detroit plays everyone tough. And Detroit, if they can establish a run game, could cause some problems for Arizona. I think this one's going to be tight. I, I don't think Arizona's going to run away with this game. In fact, I think Detroit's going to have an opportunity to win this game. But um, I'm up in the air if they're going to win. And ultimately, I couldn't decide um, and I couldn't make the move. I didn't have enough gumption to put Detroit over the Arizona Cardinals. So I'm going Arizona Cardinals 27-26 to 26 in a very tight game. I wouldn't even be surprised if... if they go for the two-point conversion to Detroit and lose that way. Dude, that's that's close, close. Yeah, I didn't have it that close. Um, but I do have this game closer than a lot of people would say as well. For one reason and one reason only, it's not D-Hop. It's the question marks around James Conner. If James Conner isn't 100% healthy and you're not able to establish the run game and you put the onus on Kyler Murray, we've seen that something's just not quite right there yet. He's not 100% back. He's not 100% healthy. And he hasn't been playing like it. The two big turnovers last week... Um, listen, uh, they have some great linebacker play from the Detroit Lions. They, they really do. Uh, Anzalone, Alex Anzalone has been playing phenomenal all season long for them. Their, their question mark is definitely the secondary, and that is the big thing. But you're losing some weapons. Kyler's not necessarily playing the best in the world. And Ali McNeil is starting to turn the corner here and starting to become a very— I like Ali McNeil. Uh, he's, a, he's a good dude. He's been having himself a nice second half of the season for the Detroit Lions. So I think they can do some things, and I think they can, they can have some success. But I think what is going to end up happening is late in this football game— the Arizona Cardinals are very familiar with Jared Goff. I think that's going to end up playing some benefits for them and Cliff Kingsbury late, and you're going to get some turnovers and things of that nature. I see this thing going for the Cardinals not as bad as people think, 28-21. to 21. I think the Lions are driving at the end of the game to try and get that, that score at the end and have one of those miraculous finishes just like they did last week, and it just comes back around to bite them in the butt because as much as last week was great, Mike Zimmer's defenses are known to do that. All of the time now, and just give up game-winning drives. Let teams march down the field. Arizona, not so much. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, I think yeah, everyone's going Arizona. Shocking. I'm I'm stunned. Cutback crew, seventy-one percent though. Not not like not a blowout. Seventy-one percent and a horse, of course. I think everyone sees the chinks in the armor. Definitely, Arizona. and everyone remembers the last two years under Kingsbury. How this team has kind of faltered towards the end of the you know end of the stretch, and then also you got the news that just came out that you know Hopkins is going to be out for the year, um. So everyone's reeling on that. So I this doesn't surprise me overall, and it did make me pause for a second. Detroit, Arizona. I think if they were playing a different 
you know, a different team that hadn't lost so many close games, I would I would probably go with another team. That is 100% correct. Or if Detroit had capitalized on some of those close games that they lost early in the season and had three or four wins on the year and had shown you they can win tight games and can keep games tight, you'd be sitting there going, maybe Detroit could, there's a better yeah. chance Detroit could pull this off. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on this one, though. And I'm 100%, if, if the Cardinals lose this game, I will cheer. Oh, Big definitely. Time. 100%. All in. All in on that. Yeah. All in as well. Uh, up next, though, Ant, Seattle, Rams, Lots of question marks around this one with all of the, not the Arizona players, but the Seattle players, not Seattle players, the, the, Rams. the Rams players. Oh my gosh. I can't hey, it's get okay. Straight. You almost went through the whole NFC West. Uh, almost. I missed one team. It's like just when your one. parent tries to say your name and goes to the other uh, uh, siblings first. Yeah. Uh, this one. Uh, that one. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You. Um, look, the Rams, this is just a crazy situation. It's a lot of guys who are dealing with the COVID situation currently and, and just their status being up in the air. Um, but the reports are is that it looks like Jalen Ramsey may be good. So knowing that, knowing what Steve's has gone with with the Rams, where are you at with this game? Can the Rams really falter against the Seattle Seahawks team this late in the season with Seattle fighting for their playoff lives? Uh, the Rams are a very good football team. Yes. And I think that this kind of brings up a situation where um, without the injury, without the, I'm sorry, the COVID testing problems, um, I believe that the Rams would have won this game pretty handily. With that situation, with possibly no Od Odell, no Haversine, um, some of these other players, it does bring up questions. And you got Seattle that's holding on to their two percent chance in their little hands. Depression. Um, they're they're waiting for it. You know, um, they're excited. And I think that this this game is going to be close. And this, but it's in L.A. You know, I mean, it, it's in L.A. I think that the Rams are going to end up winning this football game. But I think this is going to be one of the most exciting games of the entire week. Uh, because I think that Seattle's not going to go away. They're going to push the envelope. They're going to make it close, but the Rams are going to get it done. The Rams are going to officially end the Seahawks' playoff chances. No chance for Sam and the four NFC West teams to make the playoffs. Um, the Rams are going to take grip of this and put inch a little bit closer, at least make the Arizona Cardinals feel it a little bit. And I say the Rams win the game 31-29. to 31-29 is a great score, Ant. Yeah. It is a phenomenal score. Horst agrees with you. The cutback crew also agrees with you. The Azorian one, as we already know, and and I am reluctantly taking the Rams because it was it showed Seattle up until right before we were gonna go go record this, right mm -hmm. before we sat down to do this. I was with all the pieces out. The Jalen Ramsey probably not playing. Just felt like it was too much, man. It's that's just too much to overcome. You're coming off an emotional win as well. Your team held on late against Arizona, a game that they needed, especially if they want any sort of chance of trying to take the NFC West. It just felt like too much. But hearing that Jalen Ramsey is going to potentially be available and there's a really good chance that he's going to play, I mean, I don't know. I can't. I mean, Aaron Donald is still out there. The interior O line for the for the Seahawks is still in shambles. It's still a problem, and Russ is, you know been playing better definitely been playing better but when he's been really pushed and tested on that and on that interior um he's shown that he's still prone to make mistakes and if Jalen Ram Jalen Ramsey's out there that means less options and comfortable options that you can go to it means you may be going to one side of the field and the onus now becomes on Dwayne Eskridge to have to go out there and operate in space and Tyler Lockett to play at an elite level um I have to I have to believe that McVay can scheme it up enough um they already have a win against the, the Seattle Seahawks this year they've already taken care of business in Seattle, they're at home now. Um, I, I just think there's enough there with the Rams and enough talent to get it done. 
21 and the Rams officially end end any hope of the playoffs for the for the Seattle Seahawks. I didn't actually wow. make this pick. Marketing Pro told me to do it. Oh, Marketing Pro did? Yeah. Oh, I mean, not really. I'm just kidding, but uh, Marketing Pro showed up to to tell us how great Jimmy Garoppolo was again. So thank you, Marketing Pro. True. And she told us how great marketing uh, how great Jimmy Garoppolo is and I mean, he really doesn't like Trey Lance, man. No. No, he's not a big fan. Yeah, he's not going to be a big fan of the 49ers when they eventually knock the Rams out of the playoffs if if that comes to that either. Mm. Definitely going to come to that at some point. It's just a matter of when. Well, the, if the Rams make it as far as the 49ers. That's very true. They got to get they got to get out of that first round. Uh but look, now the game that we all care about here on this channel and the cutback crew definitely cares about this is 40. Wait, we care about this one? I mean, not this one. Oh. Oh, I'm at the next one. Oh, the the, next the one. one that's coming up. That okay. that one. Okay. A uh, 49ers versus the Falcons at home. Kyle Shanahan going up against his former team that he led as an offensive coordinator to the Super Bowl. Uh the Azorian one, staying faithful to the Bay. Cutback crew, maybe they're staying faithful to the Bay, who knows? Um, Worst, maybe. Ant, what about you? I'm rolling with my guys. I mean, I, I'm feeling very confident after watching the All-22 film. I'm looking to kind of tick some people off. Um, so if you're an Atlanta Falcon fan, get ready to get pissed off because I'm going to let you have it right here uh, because I think the 49ers are going to roll this one. I think I think this isn't a trap game. This is a playoff. This is a time where the 49ers are going to show everyone what's up, and I think they're going to do it in a big way, and I believe they're going to have a big win, 41-20, to 20, and they're going to put themselves firmly 90% in the in the place to make the playoffs. 41 to 20, mile, lower to almighty. And you know if I've seen it on film that where you can attack, you know Kyle Shanahan's seen it too. 100%. And, and listen, I, I have made a lot of bold predictions this year, and I've picked games for the 49ers to roll, uh, and they haven't. They, they haven't rolled. Um, so I'm going to play not conservative here on this, but I'm going to not go as bold as I typically would go. Uh, for one reason and, and one reason only is I don't understand. I don't know the health necessarily of Elijah Mitchell, so I don't know how effective and how explosive the run game can be. Doesn't need quite it. yet. I know it doesn't need it. I I I, I see the weaknesses in that secondary. I a hundred percent do. Uh, but with that, I think the defense is going to do more than enough to really stifle this team. And you know what my bold predictions were? Yeah. For Matt Ryan and, and less than 175 yards, that means not a lot of movement of the ball on offense, which means not much. Of offense from the Atlanta Falcons. And I have the 49ers winning this thing 28 to 3. San Francisco. It is a rolling. It's just not the 40 point rolling. Three. Woo. Three. Okay. Three points. Zero respect for the Falcons offense. No, I have respect for the Falcons offense. No, no, what you just said was more disrespectful than mine. It was more? More disrespectful. Okay. Fair 100%. Enough. Fair enough. You you said Matt Ryan, who was an MVP at one point, can't even score a touchdown. It's true. That Kyle Pitts, who is one of the biggest rookies in the history of the NFL, um, can't even score a touchdown. That's what you did. True. I, I think the whole lock it up, you know, being ahead is went to your head. <laughs> I'm just turning into a total a-hole now for opponents who play oh, against oh, the lock Niners. Lock it up. You're like the Grant Cone of lock it up. Oh, no. Yeah. No. 100%. Throw something at you right now. Are you be, serious? If, Don't you ever. If you threw it at me, it'd probably be high and outside. So uh, I'd be okay. I take I take after Jimmy Garoppolo. What can you, I say? Yeah, your feet are in cement. That's for sure. That's accurate. And uh, to the cutback crew. I'm not even going to argue with you on that. The cutback crew at 95%. I love the confidence. Yeah. The faithful. I, I love that. I love that they're back in full force. I said earlier this week um, that I really have felt that there is a, a groundswell movement from the 49ers, especially on Twitter. True. Uh, 49ers fan and 49ers faithful are getting behind this team meaningful football in December. It's nice for everyone to be rallying together, kind of ignoring those negative, um, you know, things that are out there, negative narratives that are going. And everyone's just getting behind this team. Like, you know what? 
let, let's get behind this team. Let's let's push for the playoffs. Let's see what can happen. Because when you get there, you never know what can. And this, we know this is a big football game. So I'm I'm expecting the faithful to show up at Levi's in a big way to be louder than they've ever been before. And for the 49ers to come out with a big win. A hundred percent agree with you. Horst agrees with all of us as well. And he's going with the San Francisco 49ers. And, and look, man, this is a, it's a huge week. It's a huge week for the 49ers. So much at stake. Playoff positioning keeping separation between the rest of the NFC and like you said right not putting your fate in other teams hands control your own destiny handle your business take away the strengths of the, of the Atlanta Falcons get after Matt Ryan in a hurry disguise that coverage and for the love of God locate Cordero Patterson slow him down in the run game and understand how they like to utilize him in the pass game understand it's a limited route tree that he runs and when they try and line him up outside and take those deep shots let's roll that coverage over let's be ready for it and let's make them make bad plays bad decisions and force the football to their playmakers yeah 100 i think you're going to go out there and you're going to attack these guys and you know what you got to do to um help certain guys on the outside yeah uh, depending on you know who's playing on the outside and what the matchups are but you know which matchups don't work out well for you so those are the ones you can overcome and over the last few weeks, especially, not only Kyle Shanahan, but D'Amico Ryans have been the ones that have pushed the narrative of what the game is going to look like. Um, they have been the ones that have decided how games are going to be played and their aggressiveness. And and that's what they need to do in this game. And I think if they do, they're going to take advantage of Atlanta in a big way. I think there's opportunities all over the field, for not only for the 49ers to create problems, um, create turnovers, uh, but then get after it and capitalize on those turnovers. And I do believe there's going to be turnovers in this game in the favor of the 49ers. And I believe that they're going to capitalize on them. I think this is going to be a big game for this offense and a big game for this defense. And I actually see uh, most of the 20 points that I predicted coming late in this football game as you're playing kind of garbage time. Um, so if you've ever wanted to see the rookies out there playing, you're going to get to see it in this game. That is my opinion. I think that this the Niners are going to go out there and handle business in a big way. I think this is a bad matchup for Atlanta and a good matchup for the 49ers. I agree with you on that. Everything that we've seen yeah. on film points to that. And uh, in all honesty, I would absolutely love it if this Niners get up early, roll this thing out, blow this thing out, and we get to see the young guys because what else did we see on film at? Lots of opportunities for the 49ers to take advantage of Trey Lance is on the field and Trey Lance packages. Yeah. Well, the best way to get some Trey Lance packages this week and see what the young rook can do against this defense, take care of business early, put this thing out of reach early, make this thing, you know, Make Kyle Shanahan sit there and go, hey, I need to get my vets off the field. Let's stay healthy. Let's get them some extra rush, rest, and let's get Trey out here and see what he can do against this uh, this secondary and this defense that, in all honesty, he can take advantage of with his athleticism and his big arm. Yeah, the key is going to be no turnovers for the 49ers. Just don't turn the ball over. Um, Jimmy, take chances, but take calculated risks. Um, don't go out there and play like a wild man, but go out there and you know be a gunslinger. Be somebody that can get the ball out there um, to your playmakers and let them create in space. I think if he does that, these guys are going to have big numbers this week. Um, but that's going to be a pivotal part of this football game. The 49ers can't shoot themselves in the foot. If the 49ers go out and don't play to the level that they're capable of, they're going to defeat themselves. The, the Atlanta Falcons won't have to do a lot to defeat them. When the 49ers have um, posed problems for themselves, they've gotten defeated because of it. Uh, don't do that this week. Go out there and, and win and execute all four quarters. And if they execute in all four quarters, Atlanta cannot defeat them. Not at all. Not even a little bit. 49ers, sometimes you can be your own worst enemy, but you can help yourself out in a big way. Take care of that football. Take care of business this weekend and cut back crew. We hope you're out at that game supporting this team in full force. If you are, great. If you're not, root for them here at home and let us know what you thought about this game preview show down below in the comment section right now. You excited for this week? You pumped for this 49ers team and this opportunity not only to play meaningful football games late into the year, late in December, or maybe even January, but 
just for how this team has wrote the ship, right? They've righted the ship completely. They are in a great position. This team is rolling together united. And are you excited about what that possibility may mean long-term? Let us know down below. And while you're down there commenting away, don't forget to like and don't forget to subscribe because you don't want to miss the rest of the Friday Frenzy. Yeah, leave the score predictions down below. Let us know who you think is going to win. And uh, it's going to be an exciting time. And you're going to want to catch the rest of the Friday Frenzy. And then kick right into the game plan video that comes out on Saturday that's going to get you completely ready for this football game. Um, if you watch the Friday Frenzy and then you watch the Saturday game plan video, you are guaranteed to be ready for what you were going to see 49ers versus the Falcons on. Absolutely. 1000%. That's the cutback guarantee. And it's the cutback difference. Uh, look, we'll see you on the next one. Jay in the Bay up next. What's good. So make sure you give him some love and stick around for that at 2 PM Pacific time. And until the next one, stay safe. And remember the right way is, is always, always the 49ers way. way.